Podcast, a Ween Podcast with Shane and Rory. Hey, what's up? This is Shane. And this is Rory. And this is Weencast. And we welcome you to a new episode. Yes, hello everybody. Uh, hope you are having a great evening like I am. So we are here to talk about a, another current show that we just got to see, still fresh in our memory, which was last Friday, December 14th, at the Met, the Metropolitan Opera House in Philadelphia. And it was an absolutely amazing show. Yes, awesome show at the Philly Met, everybody. Hell have, yeah. We have tons of stuff that we want to talk about for that show. Um, first, just a couple of quick shout-outs. Um, we were lucky enough to be guests on another podcast called Ear Floss. It's a music podcast, a music history podcast. Uh, our new friend Kenny from Ear Floss asked us to come on a few weeks ago and record basically a ween episode. So we had a ton of fun doing that and we want to thank Kenny and please check that out. It's called Ear Floss, a music history podcast. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a great time uh, chatting about Ween, and Kenny's an awesome guy. Check out Ear Floss. Ear Floss is awesome. Yeah. Um, we do still have some of the Urchin swag still available, which is the, uh, which is the downloads that were sent to us by uh, Tomato. We talked about them on our last podcast. So we have digital download cards that were donated for the show. Uh, for the Sound of Urchin albums, Rejoice and Black Castle. We have a few left of each, but I only have one of each of the bonus CDs. So the bonus CDs are The Crypt, which will come with Black Castle, and Rock and Roll is True, which comes with Rejoice. Uh, either way, with the bonus CD or not, it's 10 bucks. You can hit us up on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash forward slash weencast podcast or just email us hit us up on twitter at weencast podcast and we'll work it all out a quick thank you to a new friend troy for sending us a copy of his cd uh it's kitty city the band is called kitty city the album is called entanglement uh really cool ep check them out it's kittycityband.bandcamp.com and we want to thank Troy for that. And yeah, thank you, Troy. If I could just plug uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Fred Moore, started his own quasi podcast. It's on YouTube. It's called The Invitational Show, which is something we talked to Bill Fowler about. It's the Invitational that they have weekly at John and Peters. And Fred started a really cool show on YouTube where he talks about the different uh, musicians and then plays clips. Uh, from different in- nights of the Invitational. And of course, anything done by Fred is high quality. He does the best recordings. So it's really cool. Check it out if you're if you're interested in the New Hope scene at all. It's really cool. Yeah, it's got it's one of the best li- uh, music scenes in any little town. Amen. Um, and the Invitational is a big part of that. So check it out. Amen. So this is a show we had been looking forward to basically... I want to say all year, but it was only really announced like in the fall. Um, yeah, since it's been since it was announced, we were obviously looking forward to it. Uh, having gone to the show 
exactly one year ago to the day mm-hmm. uh, that was at the Philadelphia Met. Um, it just seemed like kismet when this came came on the horizon, <laughs> when the interwebs, you know, let us know that uh, Ween was going to play at the Philly Met a year to the day that they played last year. Yeah, we yeah, knew we, yeah. we knew we had to be there. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, should we just talk about getting down there a little bit, or how we how we planned on getting to the show? Sure. So, I mean, we don't have to spend too much time on that. Um, we all met up in Center City, um, Philadelphia. Uh, Amy and I, Amy, my wife and I, uh, were up uh, for the weekend. So we had a hotel in Center City. So uh, Shane, Craig, his brother Craig, and Mike came in, and uh, basically we met up. At, at, at the hotel, and then um, we wanted we had plans to try to uh, pass out stickers uh, to some ween heads before uh, before we got to the show. So we took the subway up to the Prohibition Bar, um, and we um, and Shane, if you want to talk a little bit about this, you uh, you got yourself out there and we're passing out stickers left and right like a like a fiend. <laughs> well, I do have to admit, I I was a little intimidated because you know you walked in the door, and right there was was one long table, probably like ten people on each side, so like a table of twenty, and I mean you could tell they were all people that were there for the Ween show. I'm pretty sure there were a couple of dudes that had Ween shirts on. I specifically remember seeing the one guy had a Dean Ween Group shirt on, and it's like okay, well you know what. One of the things I told myself I was going to do was hand out the stickers. And I actually remember even saying to Amy, everybody sitting at that table right now is about to get a sticker. And if they make fun of me, they make fun of me. (laughs) So so I went over and I just started plunking down sticker. I went over to the one end of the table and just started plunking down stickers. And their conversation just went completely silent for about 10 seconds. Like, what is this dude doing? And it was I just kept going. <laughs> just kept, and then Yeah, that was great. Um and, and a lot then, of awesome No, I was just gonna say like and and a few seconds after me awkwardly just plunking down stickers on the table uh for every for every person, a couple of them just started like screaming. Just like, Yes You know <laughs> so, so that really made me feel good and, and the one girl at the table gave me a couple of high fives and it was like, Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, you know, let's get rowdy, come on, you know. <laughs> that was really fun. A good time had by all. I want to give a shout out to a guy that I um, brief chatted with briefly, who had actually listened to the Bill Fowler Bill Fowler episode uh, interview episode uh, that we just recently did, and that was awesome. Yeah, uh, it was so cool to hear that someone out there is actually listening and uh, enjoying what we have to say. Um, but I forgot to get his name, so sorry, dude. But like, if you uh, you message us or whatever, you can tell me who you are. And yeah, I think I there, we'll, I think uh, I had walked we'll be sure away to actually acknowledge that. Yeah, I think I had walked away for a second, and you were you were talking to him. Um, and when I came back, you were like, "Oh, he listened to the Bill Fowler episode," and I was like, "What?" You know, <laughs> so, I was like, "Yes, so that's cool." So, yeah, that was really so cool. So thank you, everyone out there who does listen. Um, <laughs> anyway, we made our way up to the show. Um, quick shout out to Santucci's. Because they put the sauce on top, Philly style. Um, 
and it's a really um, sort of it was it's a good you know sit down pizza shop on the way to um, the venue. So we we rocked that out and then uh, got our made our way up to the venue. Yeah, we um, saw a few other ween heads in there as well. Not quite as many as the Prohibition Bar, but it was nice to have just like a quick, uh, calm, quiet you know bite to eat for a, a few minutes and just kind of you know chat amongst ourselves for a. A minute or two. Yeah. So anyway, we roll up to the venue. Um, the initial impression is it was pretty chaotic. Uh, I don't remember it being that way the first time we saw him at the Philly Met the year earlier, but it was definitely really kind of crowded at the, in the doorways. You know, it's like really um, like there was uh, I don't know if it was delays in getting the doors open or getting people processed or what it was, but I definitely it definitely started out. It was definitely a packed packed event and there are people milling all about yeah the um the 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 lobby was was pretty full one thing that happened right as we were walking in uh was kind of odd my my brother craig was along with us which he hasn't been he hasn't been with them he hasn't been with us to see them since they've been back it's been a solid like seven eight years or so since he's been with us. i don't know i have to go back and look at the the notes and stuff but anyway so he was he was walking in. He was in front of me as we were going through um, the gates, and I don't know if he picked it up on like the table where you have to like take the stuff out of your pockets and walk through the metal detector, or if it was on the floor. But he found a pin, one of the actual handmade pins that you see some artists make these days for you know Ween or Fish or the Dead or whatever it might be. But this was a this was a pin, and I, I still don't know what it was really in reference to. It was uh, a mountain, and instead of, like, snow on the on the mountain, it had a little, like, milk carton that was pouring, like, milk onto it, onto the, the top of the mountain, and the, the little milk carton said heavy cream. And he picked this up, oh, and he was like... heavy cream carton. Yeah, it was a heavy, heavy cream, like, pin. I, I don't know if it was, like, in reference to, like, fire on the mountain, like, you gotta put that out with some heavy cream, or what? That's the only thing I could come up with. I, I don't know. But he's, like, showing that's me tenuous, this. but... He was, like, showing that's me... That's all you got. Yeah, he was, like, showing me this, like, what is this for? Like, what is this from? And I was looking at it, and I'm like, dude, I don't know. And I think he was just getting ready to sort of, like, throw it out. And I'm like, well, don't throw it out. It's probably, like, a $10, $15 pin. I mean, I know those things aren't cheap. And someone would like to have that, I'm sure. So we had just gotten done talking about it and him showing. And then this dude walks in right behind us with a whole hat full of pins. So I'm like, hey, you know, I just started talking to him. I'm like, hey, look at this dude. I'm like, there's a hat full of pins. I gave him one of our stickers and we started talking for a minute. And I said, do you make those? And he said, no, but he took the hat off and he was, he was going through his whole hat and he was telling us all the artists, he knew all the artists' names of who made those pins, which I thought was really cool because I, you know, I can't keep track of that sort of thing, but they were all really cool, like ween related pins. And he knew all of the artists that made them. So my brother gave that guy the heavy cream pin. He's like, do you want this? And he was like, yeah. So he took that and he put that on his hat. So even though it wasn't technically ween related, you know, it was still a cool, like handmade artist made pin. And he put, he added that to his, to his hat. So I thought that was a good place for that, that pin. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's awesome to get a pin where it needs to go. Yeah. Right. And also real quick. So as we're talking to him, um, Michelle, who I don't know her personally, but I know that she is the uh, she is the proprietor for God Save the Queens in New Hope, walked past and he recognized her and just kind of like, oh, hey, how are you? And I quick handed her one of the stickers as well as she like walked past. 
So I know that she got one of the the stickers um, as well. But both both of them were were really cool, and I was able to give stickers to both of them. So that was one of the, the cool things that happened in the in the lobby before the show. No, that's awesome. Any any New Hope shout outs? A good shout out. Yeah, so, totally. So um, should we go through the set list? Yeah, please. Cool. So um, all right. So they opened with pork roll, egg, and cheese. You got spinal meningitis, happy colored marbles, bananas and blow, transdermal celebration, tick. <laughs> Seconds, motherfuckers. <laughs> Object, going gets tough from the get-go. Learning to love, exactly where I'm at. Flutes of the motherfucking chi. A tear for Eddie. Roses are free. The Argus, the Stallion Part Three. Push the little daisies. Buckingham Green. Uh, tried and true. Touch my tutor. Gabrielle, Stroker Ace. Freedom of 76, of course. Mr. Would You Please Help My Pony. Ocean Man. Johnny on the Spot. Voodoo Lady. This keeps going. The Mollusk. Uh, the main set ends with your party. And then the encore is Big Jill. She wanted to leave. Birthday Boy. What Diener was talking about. And I got a Weasel. That's one hell of oh a set boy. list. It's actually... 34 songs really yes if we got it if, if our numbers are correct um 34 <laughs> songs dude that's crazy man. that's a massive set list that's crazy and so just a couple quick things the show was just a little it was about two hours and 35 minutes long which is pretty long for a ween show i feel like that, that I've been to anytime recently, I guess. I, I think most of them don't tend to be that long, so I feel like the show was a little longer than I than uh, than I was thinking it would be. And that's a lot of songs, dude. That's a lot of songs. Yeah, man. That is a lot of songs. Well, a couple of things. Um, well, the first thing I have to I have to throw in there, and I'm not trying to uh, I'm not trying to brag about it or anything like that, but. Uh, we were, we were in different locations. So Rory and Amy were up on the, on the first, um, mezzanine or, or loge, I guess is the actual. No, we were on, we were on the mezzanine. Okay. We we're not on the loge. Okay. <laughs> we're not, we we're not on the loge. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We were in the mezzanine. I was right on the railing in the center of the mezzanine. So it was okay. uh, pretty sweet. It was just open air in front of me and I could sit or stand as I wanted to and had a spot to put my my drink and my uh my jacket so i i was just it was for me it was nice to be able to chill yeah that that's cool like awesome that's cool it was definitely perfect and that big chandelier they lifts up they lift up so uh so it ended up being a really great view of the whole stage i mean i'll be at a little bit far away but um no that's cool but that's... i thought it was a perfect bird's eye view and like no one in front of me jostling and like yeah you know yeah that's so nice it, it, I, yeah, I, I kind of wanted a little bit of a chill evening as far as that goes, so I was really glad to have that spot. Well, I... But what about where you were? So so we were basically, like, in the center of the floor all the way back. Literally all the way back. Like, I'm talking, like, the last row. Okay? I was cool with it, though, because, like, I, I could have I worked a little bit harder to get better tickets, um... But, you know, I was cool with it because last year when we went, we wound up being, Mike and I wound up 
up being like way up front. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just stick with the with the seats in the back this time. Uh, go out to the lobby, mingle with the people. Um, you know, I wanted to pass out stickers. Uh, if I have to hit up the bathroom or whatever, and it actually wound up working out pretty well. The only thing I do have to say about our spot in general is it was really hot for, for whatever reason, uh, being on the floor all the way to the back, it was very hot. Um, and we were literally like right in front of the, the one set of double doors that led out to the lobby. So every time those doors opened, like a nice big, like burst of air would come in. So that was kind of nice. Um, but it was a little too hot in general. But anyway, so it, it's interesting how different of an experience because, dude, for me, I was chilling. It yeah, was I know. It was like comfort. I know because I know I asked Amy after Sorry, the show. Man. No, no, no. It was okay. I, I know I asked Amy after the show, and she's like, "No, it was cool upstairs." And I'm like, "Now, but downstairs in the back, it was fucking hot." But anyway, um, you know, I get. <laughs> I'm used to that kind of atmosphere at a at a show, you know. But anyway, so. I had been texting with uh, with you and uh, and with Mike, who actually wound up being just like a couple rows in front of my brother Craig and I. And um, you know, he's not really a big talker during the show anyway, so he was he was a couple rows in in front of us, just sitting in the in the seat and chilling out. Um, and I said, "So, what's the first song going to be?" And I believe your guess was "Freedom of '76," which is a solid guess for Philly. And, yeah, that's what I was thinking. And Mike went with Happy Colored Marbles. I know, well, from what I've seen of the shows from the last few years, I know that they pretty much have been always breaking out something old. So I'm like, okay, it's got to be something old, something that would fit Philly well. I'm going with pork roll, egg, and cheese. And, you know, I got the text to prove it. I'm just saying, you know, I'm not trying to brag or anything like that, but, you know, called it called it so uh <laughs> no it's awesome dude i mean it's i i how, how rarely do you actually guess correctly so I, it's great to i will do it i willed that one to happen i'm i'm you know i'm i'm under that belief but anyway and that's one of my favorite ween songs of all time so can't argue yeah, with no, that that's, at all no that's awesome and that's something um that i was gonna say about the set list is that it's almost it's like a has just about all of my favorite ween songs. Yep. I mean, it's, it's a crazy, um, you know, I, I'll admit that when I'm looking at my creme de la creme, I, I, I tend towards more of the, um, singer songwriter type songs that are like maybe more, uh, sort of deeper meaning and, uh, have, um, you know, if you know what I'm saying, that's and, cool. Yeah, uh, I get it. And so there's just so many of these songs on this, uh, at the show, I mean, I counted like uh, we were going through the set list before, and I I'm not gonna, just gonna list up them all again because I just read the set list, but like ten of these songs, I mean, and I just songs like the object is uh, you know is probably my favorite song off of La Cucaracha. Uh, the Argus is just awesome. The Stallion Part Three has always been one of my favorite songs lyrically. I mean, I just think it's like a crazy like poem that's just like laid out, you know, and. Uh, and just so many of these songs that uh, she wanted to leave um, has always been one of my favorite songs. I think mm-hmm. that's just like such a sad, you know, sort of somber song, um, mm-hmm. melancholy. 
uh, birthday boy dude what oh, Tina yeah. was talking about. Uh, a few weeks ago, you had asked me about like what's my favorite song, and I was going down a list and trying to like even just make it like a top five. And and those are the songs on like she wanted to leave was up there. What Diener was talking about. I mean, so a lot of great songs. There wasn't a lot of jams. So the consequence, of course, means you have more songs. And so the ones that they were playing were were awesome and right up my alley. I mean, tried and true, right? I mean, just so many of these great songs and and rare too. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, tried and true and the Argus. Those are are rarer. Uh, songs off Quebec mm-hmm. as far as being played live, mm-hmm. you know, like they're not played nearly as much as like happy colored marbles. Right. Well, I mean, if we're going to cut to the chase when it comes to rare and I know I had texted you when this happened during the show. Yes. So the seventh song that they play is seconds, yes. which I mean, it's, it is what it is. It's not exactly one of their best songs. You know, especially when you're talking about like singer songwriter type songs, but what it is is one of the really fucking no. old songs. And it's old and ribald and just like <laughs> But you know what? They they busted that shit out like it's you know, like it's played all the time. I mean it was it was spot on, you know what I mean? And I definitely did not see that shit coming. I no, mean, dude, I, we've never heard that live. Never. And Brown Brown Bass tells me that was the 39th time that was played. So, dude, that's that blew my mind. I was I was only even like vaguely aware of that as like a Ween thing, and I was just like jogging my memory and being like, I think it I might... knew I knew it was somewhere, but it was, you know. So that was definitely blew my mind when they played that. And you know, it's funny because you mentioned that one, and that's like you know, the sort of like one of the big moments of the show because of how rare and ridiculous that song is. <laughs> uh, and, and, and it's totally not like, it sort of also runs contrary to the general feeling of the show. There's not that many like really brown, like there's not a lot of brown shit on at this show, in my opinion, but that's one of them. Right. You know, like that's a really brown moment. Right. Another brown moment was right before that they played Tick and they blew out the monitors. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I actually got a chance to go back and listen to um, and listen to not the the complete show, but I did download the tracks. It's available on uh, on archive.org, so I downloaded it, put it on my iPod, and just listened to uh, the majority of it today. Um, and you can actually hear towards the end of Tick, you can hear like a fuzz, like you know, as they're playing, you can hear like. <laughs> And then yeah. after, and then after they they end it, you know, you can hear Diener say, "Just blew out the monitors." Like, oh yeah, they're cooked. <laughs> well, yeah, and in the moment, I feel like I remember that, but it just yeah. happened so quickly. But I was kind of like, "What was that?" And then it was like, "Oh, we blew out the monitors." Well, they kind of take a couple of minutes and then get get going again. I, I, you know, there that's one of those technical yes. things that's be you know that's over my head. It's like, so what do they have to do? Yeah, to there fix was that? a little bit of a delay there, not too yeah, long, a couple not of minutes. Too long. I, I wouldn't say a couple minutes, but it was a little bit of a delay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as far another, as I, I was just highlight gonna, of the show. I was just going to say, say real, real quick. So just as yeah, far as as seconds go, I don't think it it really even like appears on anything. I think, and I didn't go back and and do the research. I think it might be on. Uh, live at Cat's Cradle because that is from like the era of just the two of them and the and the drum machine in the back. That's like how old that song is. That's like yeah. when that song is from. So I think yeah, it might totally. show up on there, and that's probably the only place you're going to be able to find it, except for you know obviously just fucking YouTube it. But 
I think that's the only thing it really ever like turned up on that you could that you could buy. Yeah, totally. Being at the on the set list is no it makes it is notable. Absolutely. Sure. I'll tell you what else was notable, and that was <laughs> Diener's guitar playing. So let's talk about that for a minute. Oh my god. Um, obviously, anyone who knows we knows that Diener is an amazing guitarist, and actually, without hyperbole, is like one of the great guitarists of his generation, if not of all time. For serious, Definitely. I mean, he's really good, but um, but in particular, I mean, he was they they didn't do a lot of jamming at this show, but just about every song features a Dean uh, solo, guitar solo, and he was shredding it, dude. Bananas and blow, he was just like playing that like I think as fast as it's normally played, just like ripping it apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's uh, tear for Eddie. He had an amazing solo in A Tear for Eddie. Yeah, um, that's a really cool... I don't know if I would call it a jam out, but I mean, yeah. basically every time they play that, it's just a beautiful song. And, and it's Flutes just, of the Chi. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, it, Flutes, of the, Flutes of the Chi, absolutely. Another well, and absolutely that, great Flutes one. Flutes of the Chi only was 37, played 37 times, so that's not exactly uh, a common song. And that kind of actually surprised me that it was only... I hadn't. I guess I didn't realize it was not that as uncommon as it is. But "Flutes of the Chi" is a fantastic song and another one that I just love. I think um, probably because Dina had an awesome solo in that one as well. I think probably because it it never really got played in like the height of the White Pepper era. It was only sort of like after the fact that they like broke that out again you know what i mean it, it only really started yeah. coming around like after the fact it wasn't really one of the songs that showed up during like the white pepper era but just a beautiful song yeah totally what else is going on so the stallion part three uh is awesome Jeaner actually does a solo on the guitar and anytime Jeaner does a solo on guitar i love what i'm seeing so that was a lot of fun um Diener's like nice dude nice dude pretty brown um, yeah. So, you know, it was fun to hear him sort of bantering on stage and having a good time. Uh, and I think anytime, especially anytime they play in Philadelphia, it's always a good time. Um, One of the things I noticed about, just go back real quick here, um, Roses Are Free was in there. And again, that's that's always a great one. But there wasn't really any kind of like intro. There was, you know, they, they start it and just almost immediately he starts into the lyrics where usually it's a... Uh, a little bit of dun, dun 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 you know there's a there's a couple of like bars of just yeah. you know instrument but i mean Jeaner just fucking starts it like you know bam so that was a little odd to me but you know great rendition as always yeah i i think uh, you know it's interesting that you said that cuz i wasn't even thinking of that and um but that kind of fits in with this theme of, of not having a lot of the jamming or the instrumental stuff. It's like, yeah, you know, really, you know, lyrically driven show with uh, a lot of short, you know, shorter songs, you know, cause even songs that, you know, roses are free can be jammed out like, you know, on and on and on, you know, and, and it wasn't really in this case. Totally. But dude, I mean, what else can you, a voodoo lady? Uh, here's a big moment. Uh, we didn't fucking even get to yet. Uh, I'm no, I'm skipping a little bit, but we can always bounce around. Uh, voodoo lady. They jumped right. They uh, segued into kiss by uh, Prince, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was actually only the third time I've ever heard that done live. Um, you know, it's funny. I want a, a quick little um, 
Wikipedia anecdote. So I'm an occasional editor on Wikipedia. Oh, shit. And on when you go to Ween and uh, look through there, it'll mention, uh, you know, the Prince influence and things like that and the Funkadelic and stuff and, um, and how they put Kiss into Voodoo Lady. However, the way it used to be written made it sound like that was a common thing, like they always did it. And it's like, no, this is only... 31 times, right? It's like, they play Voodoo Lady all the time. Right. Voodoo Lady is played all the time. Right. But throwing Kiss in there is like rarely done. And they did it, I call it the double kiss. I'm calling it the double kiss. Yeah, I had never because seen that Because they did like before. two verses. Yeah. And it was I'd... funny because Aaron like leaned in to, first off, right before they did the Kiss, in, uh, seg- they did a little interlude with Kiss, Aaron leans in to Diener probably to say, hey, I want to do this. And then they did it. And then I think he kind of did the same thing a little bit to indicate he wanted to do one more verse. Yeah, you can hear him uh, say one more when he goes back to do the second verse, which I know I've never seen that. I don't know if that's ever been done before, where they do the two verses of uh, I don't know. Of if someone Prince. could help, help us out with that. Yeah, that, that would be that would be a, a, a cool little factoid. I think that might be the first time, unless they just did it within the last few years, where they did both verses like that, and and you know, I just one of the shows that we weren't at or something, or just never really. Maybe I'm not remembering correctly either. I mean, I could be just my memory shot, but but it was cool <laughs> nonetheless. I'll say that. Yeah, it was fucking and, awesome, uh, and certainly a high point of the show. And you know, it's awesome to see Aaron like pushing the limits on his vo- vocals and trying to get to a place vocally, you know, that it used to be back in the day, you know, mm-hmm. it's like everyone gets older and it's harder to maintain. Definitely singing is really hard to maintain as you get older. Right. Uh, especially for someone who has such a wide range and can really do so much with his voice, mm-hmm. you know, so it's awesome to see him kind of nailing that and, and throwing in the prints to be like, you know, I'm going to lay this down. Yeah. You know? so yeah. Was it was fucking awesome. great. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, and, and I got to say also, I, uh, I, your party is, I love, I love that song. And then when that came on, you know, and it's funny, this show kept going and going and going. So your party's already at like the two hour mark. I think, I don't remember exactly what time it was, but I'm, I'm already feeling like I'm wondering if there's even going to be an encore. They've been playing for two hours and I'll, you know what? I'm a ween, ween head and I will take whatever they give me. But I was kind of thinking, you know, is this going to be, is this the end? You know? And, and they put that on. I'm just thinking, what a great end to the show. And what a uh, I look, the party just puts a smile on my face every time. When I, um, when I look at this set list, I would say that by the time, like, Freedom of 76 happens, which is the, the 23rd song for the main set, I would say by that point, I was like, okay, when is, it, when is the, the main set going to be over? You know, that's, right, that's dude. 20, totally that's sort of 23 wondering. songs into it, but they still do, uh, after that, Mr. Would You Please Have My Pony, Ocean Man, and then Johnny on the Spot, which is a long fucking jam. You know, they yeah, jam, they jam that out. They jam out that out. They jam Johnny on the Spot, and then it was kind of like, okay, this will be the last one. This will be the last one of, like, the main set. No, Voodoo Lady, and then two more, Mollusk and Your Party. It's like, it just kept, yeah, like, going. Dude, it kept going. It, like, kept going. It was like the gift that kept on giving. Yeah. And, you know, for the holiday yeah. season. It just kept going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like, damn. And Diener, like every song, song after song, his solos, you know, the solos in every song were just like, he was just kept shredding them. Like he, you know, he wasn't going to slow down. Um, Claude has a really awesome solo in Johnny on the Spot. 
I want to get I want to mention that because there's they were few and far between. Um, solos by other members of the band were few and far between at this show, and so Claude's on Johnny on the Spot was pretty awesome. Yeah, and some good um, use of the. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was the cowbell. It was bunk bunk oh, bunk okay. bunk bunk bunk. I think it was. Yeah. It's either the cowbell or like the block of wood. It was something. <laughs> we, we need more. We need more cowbell. Yeah, more right. Cowbell. Claude, give me more cowbell. You know. Um, so that was that was a really cool jam, and uh, you know it had all of like the crazy sound effects like at the end with like the uh, like uh, the like explosion sounds like, you know, and all yeah, totally. all the usual like crazy sounds and stuff for for Johnny on the spot and the megaphone also. Um, that was one of the things that uh, that was kind of funny because um, I had mentioned my brother was along with us and he hasn't you know he's only been to so many shows uh but he said a couple of times he's like when are they going to break out the megaphone (laughs) and i think it was for this and also um what else did they use the 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 megaphone on um i'm not remembering off the top of my head yeah there was but there was a couple of times oh stroke race stroke race so yeah uh so they when they do stroke race i'm like ah megaphone and then they broke it out again for uh johnny on the spot and i I'm I'm with him. I love basically anything on on megaphone. I love it. Can't get enough yeah, megaphone. I, to to quick give a little Craig shout out. He hasn't been to a lot of shows, but he, I believe, attended the show that we're going to talk about next on our next episode. I think you're right. Wrong. I don't want to give away too much ahead of time. No, I think you're right. I think that might have been the first time that he came with us. I think you're yeah. right. So, yep. so it'll be interesting. So we'll we'll probably try to get his input on that show. See where he remembers. <laughs> but uh, but at any rate, um, so your party finishes off the main set and it's uh, set list, and then their encore. You know, and to have five songs in an encore is pretty awesome. Like mm-hmm. you never know what you're going to get in an encore. Mm-hmm. And and then the list of the songs. You know, and to end with I got to weasel, which is like also really rare. It's just like awesome. They were sprinkling in these rarities on this show for sure. And then Birthday Boy, you know, that's again, it's like what a great song. And then what Dina was talking about, it just kind of chilled things out. She wanted to leave. It just kind of brought things down. And and uh, and it was just kind of sweet to just kind of have them like it was like the swan song, you know, to kind of send us off. Birthday Boy is a really beautiful song, especially for being one of the like the original, you know, really old songs is from God, We and Satan. Um but that's just a really beautiful tune. One of I know it's one of your favorites, Rory, and I'll, I'll say it's one of my favorites too. It really yeah. is. Yeah. I I do have to say though, looking at the looking at the the encore, and I I did go back and listen to this one today. I felt like Big Jim was a little disappointing. Um, you know, it just kind of seemed like they're just sort of like fucking around with it a little too much. You know, um, and it just kind of fell a little bit flat. I don't know yeah. if you if you picked up on that at all. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, not to be guess, critical. No, it's all good. There were a couple moments here and there in the show. I know uh, Aaron uh, screws up a line in Ocean Man. There's another moment where, uh, oh, I mean, in the Stallion, you know, Gina's doing the solo, which is great, but it, it it was a little bit, you know, a little bit janky. It was a little wonky, um, yeah. So, I mean, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> you can have a few warts here and there. But, um, but yeah, dude, I mean, I would say that overall, just a fantastic show. A great set list is what I come away with this. Just thinking, like, yeah. it's just got so many awesome songs. It's almost, 
I, you could take this this set list and and use it. For, and I don't. Maybe this is a good or a bad thing. But if you were going to introduce someone to Ween, there's a lot of stuff on this that it was stuff that I would use to introduce people to Ween. That's pretty true um, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, I wouldn't use seconds like as the thing to introduce you, <laughs> but like, or <laughs> right. But like, there's a lot of stuff on here that is is more, and maybe that was intentional, a little bit more palatable. I guess is another way to think of some of this uh, of the of the theme of the night. Um, although yeah. you obviously have, you know, seconds is an outstanding uh, change of pace or like tick. But I, yeah, dude, I, I you know, I got to weasel is the last song which is played, and if you look at brown bass, yeah. that's only been played thirty four times. Yeah, dude. You know, yeah, dude. I mean, that's crazy if you think about it. Yeah, they have like almost a thousand shows listed on Brown Base. Yeah, thirty four. That's fucking nuts. I mean, yeah. you know, and especially so when you're when you're <laughs> when you're talking about one of those like original tunes from just the days of the two of them, because I mean they they would just play all the time, and they would probably do this basically this the same show every night back in those days. Now, a lot of those, if, if you're looking at Brown Bass, you know, it probably only goes back so far. I mean, there's probably a lot of shows where they played songs like that that were not, never really, like, documented. You know, they weren't recorded, yeah. whatever. But it's like, that is just one of those songs that was probably just forgotten about for so long that it's just they played so many shows without it, without playing something like that. And then all of a sudden, yeah, you know, on dude. a show like this, they bust it out. It's like, fuck... And I gotta say, you know, my, one of my appreciations for the the since they've been, since the reunion, you know, these last few years, because a song like Agatha Weasel is getting more, I think it's getting more playtime more recently, a little bit more so, and and that's because I think since the reunion, they really are trying to pull out these gems, these uh, these more old school, these rare tunes that that you don't play all the time. I think they're trying to be way more intentional now about putting some of those into shows. And I think it's awesome. I think it's great because it's like you kind of go into it wondering, like, you know, what's the what's the hidden gem going to be in this show? So, well, we were it's definitely awesome. We were we were talking about this a little bit um, before we started recording the podcast. But, you know, my my theory is is this because I, I've noticed this from the shows that we've been to since they've been back. And it, it, it's like it keeps like kind of coming up and coming up that we are like okay, there isn't too many, like, jam-out songs, okay? I mean, for this show, it's like, if you took away Voodoo Lady, because Voodoo Lady basically always has, like, a quote-unquote jam. Now, this one is especially awesome because it has the Prince, you know, section in it. Okay, so I guess you would include that as, like, a jam. But really, the only one that they, like, jammed out was Johnny on the Spot. There's a yes. there's a couple of little snippets in, in some of the other ones where Diener you know, has a little bit of like a jam, but, but this is a lot of like standard length ween songs, not taking anything away from any of them. Okay. But my theory is kind of, you know, since they've been back, they're trying to, to do longer shows with not as many like jam outs. And my, my take on it would be, you know, when they're only doing 10, 15 shows over the course of a year, Okay, you got to remember, you know, back in the days of, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s, I mean, they would do, I don't know, 25 shows a summer or however many it was, you know, a full length like tour for White Pepper or 
you know, the Paint the Town Brown tour, however many dates that that was. There's just so much more like time to just get crazy with it. And also, I feel like a show like this is really meant for the crowd's enjoyment. You know, this is a show we're putting on for the people. Whereas back in in those days, there was sort of an element of, in my opinion, of, you know, we're also doing this as, you know, we want to make it fun for ourselves and we want to entertain ourselves. So, like the LMOIP jam, and I know we kept bringing that up, you know, we keep, we bring that up almost every episode, but it's like, back in those days, it's like, okay, what are we going to do on that shit tonight? And yeah. if something gets fucked up or it just goes off the rails or whatever, we'll just do it again tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, there's just so many shows back to back to back that, you know, they got to have some fun with it too, you know, and just, let's just see what the fuck happens. Whereas, you know, like, this was like Boston and Philly, you know? Yeah, dude. So another way to look at it, I just thought of, like, think of a tour shirt. Yeah. A tour shirt from, like, you know, yeah. back in the day would, would the whole back, you'd have to be right up to it to read it because there'd be, you know, 20 plus, 15 plus, you know, <laughs> cities on the back. Right. Or more. And, but, but the, the, sh- the shirt at this show, I had two or three, two or three. Um, I think it was three. Three. So, yeah. so that's just, you know, I, I think, but, but. I do want to say, I, I was looking in the, the last three years they had done, in 16, 17, 18, they've done, they did about 30 shows a year. That's not too bad, but they're all spread out. And then, um, and then this last year, they only did like seven. Next year, I think they're planning to do more than that already. Um, but, uh, but nevertheless, uh, I think they're still more spread out. And I think you're seeing that. Um, I, like you said, I think I, I agree with that. And I wonder if that's, part of that's like i wonder if part of that's also becoming a product of them not playing as much like is it they're not like the synergy's not as there because they're not in in the in the flow as much right like they if they're not in a longer tour maybe they're not getting into that zone as uh as as much so then they are sticking to songs with fewer instrumental and and jam parts well but everything that they play is i mean like everything they played that night was really tight you know, I mean, so yes. it's not oh, like yeah, it's totally like I don't have that's what's interesting is I don't have a problem with it musically. In no, general. not at all. I think it's still fantastic. And all the everyone in the band is playing awesome. It's just kind of like they they seem to be leaving that jam band adjacent. You know, they seem yes, to be. That's what we said the, on Ear Floss. Yeah, they seem Everybody to be. Check out Ear Floss. <laughs> um, it's an awesome podcast uh, the, that we just did an interview uh, about Ween. Yeah. So uh, check that out. But yes. But they uh, seem Ween, to be uh, jam adjacent. Yeah, they oh, seem sorry. they seem to be just sort of leaving that behind. That doesn't it doesn't really seem to be like oh it's part of like the jam band scene. It's like that that seems to be kind of like coming to an end. I feel like, you know, huh. it's. Well, it's, we'll see how things what the what we'll see what tomorrow brings. Yeah, right? I mean, I I love I love when they fucking jam something. I love it. You know what I mean? I have you know. I'm always like, okay, what are they going to jam out on, and what's going to happen? I love every as I love every aspect of their music. Um, yeah, but but yes, I feel like the jam is not as prevalent, and I totally I'm totally with you on that. Um, because you normally, I think back in the day, you could count on five, six songs a show that were like truly jammed out, something like that. And yeah, it's definitely just a, a couple. And like, it um, is kind of a shame that. You know, and again, I'm not trying to criticize because this is an amazing show with with so many great songs. 
um, that they played. But like you said, like Dave doesn't really have any kind of extended jam on like anything. Glenn. I mean, we have seen so many like amazing like Glenn jam outs over the years. And like, it's like, oh man, like there's not really any Glenn on this show. There's not really any crazy like Glenn of just fucking. There's no uh, Patty Fackler. Right. Um, Right. You know, you I don't know, think any of the, the big Glenn songs are not right. present on this. Uh, so that would be sort of like my only criticism is not, not necessarily, like, oh, well, there's no jam out, you know, songs besides Johnny on the spot. You know, it's like, I'm fine with that. But it's like, I would have liked to have seen the other guys get a little bit more into a few of them. You know what I mean? Well, they're all amazing uh, musicians and awesome and all integral parts of the band, I feel so. Totally. Yeah, to get them to get to, to have some fun and and uh, get limber, you know, flex the muscles, I think is always fun. But you know, every show is different, and and uh, despite that, I mean, I just still think you have so many fantastic songs and uh, and such an amazingly long set list. I mean, thirty four songs, it's huge. Yeah, I mean, just just insane. Um, and really, a little bit for everyone if you think about it, like. When you have something like Seconds and then Tick, um, Big Jim, you know, like Touch My Tutor, there, 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 there's a little bit of Brown mixed in here, and there's a so there's a little bit for everybody on this, you know, um, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, and as a matter of fact, I didn't get a chance to tell you this, Rory, but I was talking to um, a guy who was next to me, who I didn't, you know, I just met him that night, and uh, I just happened to ask him, you know, how many times you've seen him, and he was like, oh, this is my second show, and. Uh, I was oh, like, oh, that's a, okay. And a I, newbie. yeah, a newbie. Right. And I said, well, it was your first time here last year, you know, just to, just to guess. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. So those two Philly Met shows were his only two shows. So it's if like, that's your only experience with live lean. I truly sincerely hope that, that you come away with a positive vibe because oh, I'm sure he did. as a result, I'm sure because those are definitely two great shows. I mean, absolutely. The, the, the um, it's interesting to think about um, the post reunion, like like the the current situation versus the old school, and like the you know, in terms of how the set lists are constructed. But make no mistake, the shows since they the reunion have all been good shows. Oh yeah, you know like like you know they're definitely you know uh, making the fans happy, you know, and so this show would definitely be one to listen to um, if you're looking to. Uh, enjoy ween and if you would have been it's a great to, show yeah and if you would have been to um to the boston show the night before and i didn't go over the whole set list and and you know do any kind of like real studying but i just counted them up real quick they only repeated nine songs there's only nine things that they played both nights so if you would have went to boston and philadelphia hey i mean come on it's not exactly like uh two completely unique shows but but that's a lot different. I mean, yeah, that that's still a lot ends different. Up being you know fifty songs over two nights. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of different songs. To, totally. To hear. Totally. So that's great. Man. Yeah. So that's really cool. Um, yeah, and that's another thing. I think it's a product of the the reunion era. Is I think you might only have a couple shows bunched together, but there's a a good chance they'll be different. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if they're doing well. If they do two three shows at the same venue. They'll just, yeah. you know, they'll do two completely unique shows, which is... Oh, yeah. Something... Well, no, and I, I specifically remember that being the case at the Terminal. Yes. When they first got back together, each show was, like, completely different. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if that's always been the case since since then. That 
I sure. I think so, and I don't really do a whole lot of of you yeah. know research into the shows that you know we don't get a chance to go to. That's but true. I'm, if I'm, I'm not going to the show, I don't really spend too much time. Um, but I'm pretty that's sure so. that that's what they've done. If they do you know Colorado two nights in a row, it'll be two you know completely unique shows. So that's just great. I mean, like I just love yeah. that whole. Oh, totally. You get a great you know, variety. Right. There, so there was so a, yeah, dude. There was a couple of things that happened like during the show and a couple of, of people like I said I was right um I was right in front of the lobby. I was literally like the last row. So right outside the double doors that were right behind us was the water fountain. So like I and like I said it was hot. So I was sneaking out to grab a, a drink at the water fountain a couple of times and I met a couple of, of really cool people. Um I met um Mel Gilmore for a split second, um, just a girl that I saw at the at the water fountain gave her one of the the podcast stickers, and she was like, "Oh, you're one of the Weencast guys," and I'm like, "Yeah," and she said, "You know, I, I like she knew like about us at least," and uh, I said, "Yeah, have have you listened to us?" And she says, "Well, no, but I'm friendly with the Godween Evan guys," and I'm like, "Oh, cool, cool, cool," and it was kind of one of those things where I sort of recognized her, and then she, when she told me what her name was, I kind of recognized her name but I didn't really put all the pieces together. And then when I saw her on Facebook the next day, like I looked up her on, on Facebook and I immediately recognized her. I was like, Oh, her, you know, it was like, Oh, okay. Okay. You know, just one of those people that you see on like the Facebook groups, like all the time. So it was cool to actually like, Oh, you know, I, I got to meet her, you know? Um, and she was really nice. There was also a dude, uh, that I ran into out in the lobby who was wearing a toys hat, like the Robin Williams movie toys. And I was like, wait a second. Like, I got to say something to this dude. I was like, is that toys like the movie? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, dude, that's like the coolest fucking hat. <laughs> so, <laughs> So I hooked that guy up with a sticker. I, him, I don't know what his name was or you know what his whole deal was, but I love that hat. Um, and then, uh, and then actually, af- definitely after the show, we were out in the street, and I got to see the one and only, the Reverend B. Ill for just a split second. The Reverend B. Ill. He was a little preoccupied looking for his ride. I just, and as soon as I saw him, I just ran up. I wasn't cool about it at all. I was just, you know, on him like that. And I just, you know, Bill, it's Shane, you know, and he was just like, oh, cool, man. I'm just looking for my ride. You know, I'm like, I get it. You know, <laughs> so he's like, <laughs> when you're looking for a ride, you got to look for your ride. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. Sorry. You know, I just backed down immediately, um, you know, but it, I but I got to hand him a sticker. Um, so that was really cool <laughs> just to be able to see him for a split second. Yeah, no, it was great to get uh, just a quick, you know, give him a sticker and say hello after the interview that we did of Bill Fowler. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Episode. Check that out. Yeah, please check that out. But, I mean, everyone was really cool. Everyone was really nice. And like I said, I was handing out a lot of stickers and, and some people just didn't know what to make of it because they didn't, like, understand what they even were. Like, what is this? And it's just like, it's a sticker. You know what I mean? It's, but, you know, that happened a couple... too much explanation. Yeah, that happened a couple of times, but for the most part, everyone was really nice, and everyone was no, really No, it's cool. cool. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun, just being able to, like, you know, meet people just by, you know, here, hand, I'm, I'm just going to hand you this. It's free. Take it. <laughs> you know? So that was fun. Yeah, take the sticker. <laughs> so, yeah, great night. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's the, that's the long and short of it. Um... You know, it's just good to see that they're still rocking and rolling, and that was certainly a great time. 
Uh, every time we go up to Philadelphia is an awesome time. And it was nice to have the whole weekend to chill there. And that was the, the crown jewel of the, the weekend. So, Well, you guys really, you know, and I know you did this the last time for the last show. You know, you guys really do it right, you know, and it, it, it is a good way to just like, you know, treat yourself as to stay over in Philly because there is a lot of stuff to do and there is a lot of like fun to be had. Not well, just like, awesome place. yeah, not just like going to the show. Unfortunately, you know, we, you know, we should have had a little bit more time. You know, we did the best we could to get down there and have some time to just like chill out with, with you guys and. We did what we could, but of course, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, we say we're going to leave at this time in the afternoon. Does it actually happen that way? No. <laughs> you know, so I, I apologize for not being down there earlier. Well, every, everything, li- everything lined up in such a way that, um, that it's not like, you know, we, we, cro- we, we checked off all the boxes and, uh, and, it, and, and, you know, it's not like, um, we missed the show or something. So yeah. Right. It was right. awesome. But we, we, uh, kind of. Both of our birth, my uh, Amy and uh, my wife and I's birthdays are um, in December, so we've sort of made this a big like double birthday present to ourselves. It's a great, like it's a great idea. Like, take the spend a weekend up in Philadelphia. It's a great idea, and also and go to see Ween. And and you guys oh, took home one of the posters. Yeah, I was just gonna say, and then we um, actually grabbed Amy uh, grabbed it. She got as soon as she got through security, she was like beeline to the uh, merch and it's funny because i thought the merch was on the other side for some reason so if i was responsible for that i wouldn't have gotten the poster because i think she said as soon as she got it like after that they like put down the sign or whatever and it was like no that's there's no more of those yeah so she got i don't know if she got the last one but she got one of the last ones did you happen to catch did you happen to catch how many of them there were it was probably a hundred no and i rolled it up and put it in the tube and right and and haven't looked at it since to be honest um we're Probably going to hold off on framing it for a little bit. Uh, the last year we got it framed right away, but uh, money's a little tight, uh, yeah. if truth be told. Yeah, um, same so, here. <laughs> so anyway, so we will be holding off on the framing. But but yeah, dude, um, you know, it's just part of the whole birthday part of it. Just, you know, and I honestly, actually I'm starting to accumulate more and more posters, to be honest. Like I used to be able to say I don't really have posters, but but I have a little gallery on my on my uh landing on my second floor and it's it's uh full of of ween art i actually more more posters yeah i have a lot of posters that are still in tubes from you know years and years ago so i've kind of stopped buying them but this this was a really cool poster and uh yeah yeah there was a really cool you know you gotta get a place to hang those up dude you gotta like make a little gallery like i have yeah well i mean i have in my in my rec room i have uh think four currently uh framed ween posters but i probably have about five or six more that are still in the tubes from over the years and it's just it's one of those things it's like it's just so expensive and you know to do it to have it done right you know it just costs too much money to you know be plumping you always gotta wait for the um the big box stores do like the 50 percent off like michael's will you just gotta wait for the 50 percent off coupon that's actually for framing right 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 and you kind of then you kind of roll in there and like you know, drop them all off. Yeah. <laughs> it's still a lot of money. That's the crazy shit. It's still a lot of money. Yeah. To frame something, even when you get the discount. Right. So. Right. Um, there was but. a really cool shirt, which had, and, and Craig almost bought one actually. Um, it was sort of like satellites 
it was like two, three different yeah. like satellites going like in different directions, and ha- it was a shirt like I've never really seen before, especially by you know like a Ween shirt. Like it didn't really seem to like speak to me in terms of like a, a Ween shirt. It was cool though, and like you were saying earlier, I think it just had three shows on the back. It was co- <laughs> was it Colorado, Boston, and Philly? I think. I, I think so. If I'm, I, I think if I'm not mistaken, so limited edition, you know, limited edition. Yeah, and then that's what that's what it, that's what Ween is. It's like a limited edition uh, liqueur. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, if you were at this show, which I know that there was a lot of you, you know, we want to hear you. We want to hear from you. Yeah, yeah. Hit us up. Um, you know, check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, YouTube. You know, all the places. There, we're out there. All the platforms, just, or just, just look for us, or just send us an email, man. Weencastpodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. Give us some love. Yeah, tell us tell us your story. You know, if you were at the show and and uh, you know you had a different perspective or some crazy thing happened, tell us about it and we'll we'll uh, spread the word. Absolutely, um, we'd love to hear from you guys. So, unless you have anything else, Rory? Nah, man. I think I think we uh, I think we covered all the bases. I appreciate everyone listening and uh, thanks for tuning into another episode of Weencast. We really hope to have this up at least a couple days before Christmas. So if you're listening to this over your, your holiday break, we hope you have a great holiday. Merry Christmas. If I dare say happy new year, probably going to take a little bit of uh, time off for the holidays, but we will be back in uh, early 2020 sometime. We have some plans for the new year and look forward to hitting us up again soon. Yeah. Yeah. Peace be with everyone. Um, Happy solstice, happy new year. Absolutely. So, peace, everybody. We out. Later.